You're listening to CLNS Media, powered by BetOnline.ag. Go to clnsmedia.com slash roll. Use our promo code CLNS50 for 50% off your first deposit. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. We are the Red Sox Beat Podcast, presented by CLNS Media, your leading online audio and video provider for Major League Baseball. I'm the host of the show, Chris Cotillo from MassLive.com. This is episode 330. We're recording just a few days after the last episode with Alex Spear of the Boston Globe. Talked to him about his book just three or four days later, and big news, so we had to call in the big guns. Chris Sale, uh, probably done for the year with an elbow injury. We are calling in for episode 230. Chris Smith, my partner at Mass Live. This episode is brought to you by BetOnline.ag, which is CLNS's preferred online sports book, and then Roman, which is a discreet way guys with erectile dysfunction can get treated. So, of course, that segue speaks for itself. Mr. Smith, thank you for uh, for joining. Chris Smith, everybody, is fresh off. Today's his first day back from paternity leave. Um, welcomed his first child, Kaylee Smith, a couple weeks ago. So how is the first two weeks of fatherhood, Chris? Tiring. Yeah. There's really not much there. sleep. I actually thought, well, <laughs> you know, why don't I call Cotillo to babysit during the night? Because he usually goes to bed at 4.30 anyway. Yeah, maybe so... not. <laughs> No, it's it's tough because it's like, you know, the baby wakes up every two hours. Well, you know, that was like the first week. The baby was waking up like every two hours a night. And we were like exhausted. But she's been doing like four hours of sleep in, in between waking up now. So that's pretty good. Wow. So did someone not tell you that this was going to happen? Because even in my, <laughs> my young age, I know that that's kind of part of the process. So, yeah. Uh, I like I knew it was going to happen, but, you know, I, I'm, <laughs> it, you know, it took a little getting used to, I guess, yeah. know, to actually, you know, realize that it actually is going to happen. <laughs> and so Chris is Chris is back on the job. He'll be at Fenway for the Philly series this week. Uh, whoever the Red Sox decide to throw in the next couple of days and then for the continuation game, which will be really weird on Thursday, the Royals coming back. He'll Chris will be finishing covering a game that I had to sit through a two hour rain delay after a four hour game for. So he gets he gets to, you know, put that notch in his belt and then I'll be on the West Coast because Chris's baby came early and we scheduled me to go to the West Coast, which is was a great turn of events for me. So thanks to Chris and Christy Smith for um, family planning in a way where I could go to San Diego and Denver. I will always owe you for that. How much of the, how much of the Red Sox have you actually paid attention to um, in the last two weeks? Probably more than you should, right? Well, the person that you had on your last podcast, Alex Spear, told me to you know really disconnect. And, you know, to unplug for a couple of weeks. And I actually took that advice, surprisingly. However, yeah, I have, <laughs> however, I have watched some games. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you're just sitting at home anyway, taking care of a baby. So what right. else are you going to do at seven o'clock at night? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I have watched the team, you know, pretty frequently over the past two weeks. You know, I, I think they're out of it. I think they're done. Um you know, not only do they have to, you know, make up so many games in the standings, but, you know, then they have to pay, they would have to pass two teams too. So, you know, I think that, in, you know, you look at it in the Chris Sale news today and, you know, Valdi not looking good in the rotation and, you know, they just don't have any starting pitching here to, to last, you know, six weeks uh, for the remainder of the season. Right. And, and I think, you know, we'll get to, we'll get to the big picture things because now, you know, I thought they still had a slight chance. The sale news obviously changed that in, in a lot of ways. But the sale news is um, obviously for you will be 
all right, back on the beat after a couple of weeks, and you'll have Chris Sale talking tomorrow and Cora about it, and maybe Dombrowski and some some crazy stuff on a big news day where you know the news today, Chris Sale avoids Tommy John surgery. His visit to Doctor Andrews, you know, goes pretty well, I guess, considering that a lot of people thought it was a foregone conclusion um, that he was going to have Tommy John, but he's on the injured list with elbow inflammation. He's definitely not going to pitch for the rest of this season, um, but he. It will be reevaluated in six weeks. Got a PRP shot, third Red Sox pitcher in the last couple of weeks to get one of those. Clearly the most important. The other two are Stephen Wright and Heath Embry, um, who also are have not bounced back from those and probably and both of those cases won't return this season sale. Obviously, a much bigger piece than that. Uh, the Red Sox have this crazy, weird schedule with all these off days like this is why we're recording on a Monday off day. They have a starting pitching off day on Thursday because they only need to you know, continue that game from the 10th inning. The next Monday in between San Diego and Colorado, the next Thursday between Colorado and Anaheim, and then again the following Monday. So they can really roll out a four-man rotation. I don't even know if they have four guys to be able to do that. Um, but it is an uphill battle for a team that at this point, as I tweeted out, they have Eduardo Rodriguez, who's been you know, overperforming. Rick Porcello, who for most of the year has been looked okay in the last couple, has been underperforming. An injured David Price, Chris Sale, who's not going to contribute down the stretch. Nathan Avaldi is not fully built up. He only lasted two innings in his return to the rotation the other day. Andrew Kastner is now in the bullpen. Brian Johnson, they don't seem to trust for more than two and two-thirds innings. So when you look at the rotation as a whole, Chris, it's it's not anywhere close to what we thought uh, the Red Sox rotation would look like at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, when you re-sign Chris Sale at the beginning of the year or, or give him an extension, a five-year, $145 million extension, you know, you're looking at this starting rotation that just won a World Series, you know, nine months before or whatever, how many months before that that extension, and you're looking at that as the, uh, you know, the, the anchor of this team going forward, not only just this year, but in years to come. I mean, you know, David Price had pitched so well in the World Series, and you know, you, you had options with, you know, Rick Porcello, but you re-signed Nathan Evaldi also during the offseason. And so, you know, I mean, this, what looks, what appeared to be a good situation, a good, you know, the, the anchor of the team, the, the most important part of this team, the starting pitching going into the year and what it could be for years to come, it doesn't look very good right now. It looks, uh, you know, and, and, with with sale, I know we can get more in a sale, but you know, I mean, he's got the PRP injection, but you know, I wouldn't rule out eventually having Tommy John surgery if this yep, doesn't work. That is sometimes a precursor. Yes, and so you know, I mean, it's it's great that he avoided it right now, but I have you know, I was on this in in April, a week after the extension. I wrote that you know I didn't like the extension. Um, I wrote in January. You know that that uh, that they um, you know should have injury concerns, and you know I would be surprised if they re-signed him. So when I got to spring training and I heard John Henry talking about you know blowing the John Lester deal, and you know they they love to re-sign him, I I was like, whoa, they're going to re-sign him during spring training, and I can't believe it because you know they're, they're he's pitched 29 innings total during the second half of last year. In two of his three, you know, postseason starts last year, he couldn't go beyond the fourth inning. You know, so, you know, there's been injury concerns, you know. I mean, the, the, the you know, and the inability to, or how he tails off at the end of the year uh, throughout his career. So I was very surprised that they did it. 
uh, that they resign him, and now the contract doesn't look great, especially with the possibility that, you know, he avoids it now. But I think it's still on the table, Tommy John. Yeah, it definitely is. I was actually in the camp of, of liking the deal. I like if you put those two deals, Sale and Bogarts together, both of them weren't. Uh, both of them are pretty team friendly. Obviously, Bogarts has worked out incredibly well so far. Sales has not. Obviously, there's injury risk, but at the same time, I think you need to. They they didn't pay for pay up as much as he probably would have gotten on the free agent market. Let's say he goes and signs with has a great year, signs with someone like the Yankees, or which was a possibility for sure, or something else. You know, I think I, I actually liked the deal at the time, um, but now you know people have been saying just the way he throws, his mechanics and everything, make him a, con- a candidate for Tommy John. Uh, for a while. I, I think it's really interesting the way this all transpired because Chris Sale is a guy who struggled all year and there was concern that he was injured throughout the season and the Red Sox who constantly preach about how much they're going to take care of these guys and, and that's a quote from Alex Gore he always says wouldn't have let him throw and wouldn't have let him go out there every five days if, if there was something wrong. After his last start uh, he came in and, and reported that was in Cleveland. He pitched okay. Reported some elbow inflammation on Friday just to refresh everybody's memory. And then on Saturday, he was put on the injured list. Today went to see Dr. James Andrews, and, and his season is now over. I think it's it's a good time now that this season is over to kind of look back at, at what it was for Chris Sale. I think uh, definitely the worst season of his career that started on opening day in Seattle when he got lit up. There was a, a few starts against the Yankees where he did not look like himself at all and that, that struggled there. Um, and the damage on Chris Sale and, and his final year before the extension kicks in ends up six and 11 with a four four Oh ERA, a whip of 1.086. That's just about as high as any, um, since 2013 for him, highest ERA of his career by far makes 25 starts. Go to one run. Yeah. And, uh, it goes 25 starts, 147 and a third inning. And I think, you know, the most telling thing that this was a struggle for the Red Sox. Well, you guys like Rick Porcello, some others, Eduardo Rodriguez, they could have bad starts, and the Red Sox offense could carry them. That was a problem for Chris Sale throughout the season. The Red Sox finished the season, let's say Chris Sale's done, 10-15 and 15 in his start. So overall, we saw flashes of brilliance in Baltimore You know, early in the season. He struck out 14, an immaculate inning, had a no-hitter there. Against the Rockies, he struck out 17, a start later, seemed to be really rounding into form there. We saw a three-hit shutout in Kansas City. I was there for that one. We've seen some other good starts, one against the Blue Jays at home. Uh, obviously, a disaster against the Yankees in the Bronx. Came back with eight scoreless against the Angels. Wasn't horrible in Cleveland to close things out. But overall, just a season that uh, there's some ugly numbers. Seven earned runs on opening day. Eight earned runs in three and two-thirds against the Yankees looking at this game log. Uh, obviously, uh, very disappointing for Chris Sale um, ending this way, I think, um, it was always the Red Sox were going to go as Chris Sale went, and uh, that's kind of how it's been. Yeah, I mean, he he kind of summed it up. I forget, it was on the last road trip that I was on, and he said that he's had some of the best starts of his career this year and some of the, you know, the most horrible starts of his career this year. And it's been a confusing year for him and, you know, Alex Cora for that reason. Right. Um, you know, it's... You know, he did have the complete game shutout in uh, Kansas City, I believe it was. And he had some of the highest strikeout games of his career against the Baltimore Orioles. And and then, yeah, 200, 218 strikeouts as well. And and yes, we seven and a third. Yeah. So he leads the he leads the uh, at least the American League with, I think, is 13.3 strikeouts per nine innings. I was looking at that earlier. So, 
I mean, it's been a weird year, um, you know, because he's, he's had some dominant stretches or he's had some dominant starts, let's say, but he's yep. also had some of the worst starts of his career, you know, and, and he's, he pitched terrible against the Yankees and he had historically pitched great against them in his, his, his entire career. Mm-hmm. So I think that, and I wrote it quickly on Twitter today. I think that, um, you know, the last two years they've been very cautious with him in, in spring training. And you look at his first year there, he just had a regular spring training for Chris Sale. And, you know, he really, um, you know, he had a two point something ERA through through August. And then he kind of, you know, tailed off. I think he had a three point or maybe a ERA in the fours, a low fours for the final two months, his final 11 starts in 2017. And then he didn't pitch well against uh, he didn't pitch well against the Astros in the ALDS. I think there needs to be a common ground found between what they've done the past two years uh, and what they did the first year, or what they've done this whole entire career. I think that they need to go into next spring training if he's healthy, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, because we still don't know. I mean, he could, as we said before, he still could have Tommy John surgery or some procedure. Yeah, there are pe- people on Twitter saying that they're just delaying the inevitable today, which, you know, is obviously. And I, uh, I guess they can delay the inevitable because if he was to get it today or mm-hmm. if he was to get it this week, he's not pitching next year anyway. Yep. And if he's, you know, if they wait it out and see what he feels like in six weeks, then, you know, it's pretty much going to be the same return time anyway if he gets it in six weeks. So, yep. you know, but I would look into, okay, you know, full, full spring training, you know, work, strengthen that that shoulder strengthen that elbow get him you know four five spring training starts and get him so he's a hundred percent ready for the year so it's not like he's working into it in the year and then as the year goes on reduce the workload there you know i mean we saw in 2017 he he was over 200 innings and you know you you know you you make it so during the regular season his workloads between you know 170 180 innings it was funny like um Josh Beckett once said to uh, Rob Bradford that, you know, he didn't, he didn't pitch 200 innings and that, that set him up for good post seasons. Yeah. And, and sale last year. I mean, they tried to do that throughout the season last year. Yeah. But I think they also took a, took a very, um, you know, a similar approach during spring training with them. So it was like, you know, I think that, I think that, you know, it was pretty much the same approach. I mean, he didn't look at his numbers from last year in spring training. He didn't pitch much and, spring training and so i don't know i just i think they need to find a a totally different program or or go back to the program that he was always on and with the white Sox. because would you rather you know four dominant months of chris sale in two you know decent months or would you you know or would you want a season like what happened this year or even last year where he pitched you know just 29 innings in the second half yep and obviously these are two two separate injuries the shoulder for all of last year, the Red Sox were able to cruise, didn't even need him, you know, so that was not a big deal. Now, they really do, and, and as he was rounding into form, Rick Porcello was looking a little bit better, it looked like, for the first time. You know, I think they got, you know, during, when they beat the Yankees in three out of four, that was the first time they'd gotten, I think, six straight starts of, of six innings or more, and um, the qual- strung some quality starts together, and now that's virtually impossible. So as we sit here with with what, 30-something games, 36, something like that, games left in the season. What needs to happen in the starting rotation for this team to be successful? Because obviously, Erod has to continue to be good. Porcello has to continue to be good. And then 
price has to come back maybe quicker than they wanted, right? I, I guess. And then yeah. Evaldi needs to be stretched out. I mean, is there anything else that, that you point to? Kashner, maybe? Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, Kashner, <laughs> Kashner probably likes being in the bullpen right now because it's like, you know, he's he's pitching well and maybe this is his future, you know, as a, as a you know, older person. That's what he, where he's going to get the contract, you know, this coming year. Um, you know, so I, I don't know. I mean, you know, he, it, the the really a big thing that that hurt them also, in, in addition to Sale not pitching well this year, was the the long relief that they got from Brian Johnson and Hector Velasquez last year. Yeah. And you could look at those guys, and you know they would give you some long relief and bridge the gap. So a starter, or if you left, you know, if, so you could only pitch, you know, if you pitch five innings, they could bridge the gap and they could be relied on this year, and they could be relied on for a spot start to give you five innings. This year, their spot starts are, as you said before, do they do they even trust Brian Johnson, which, you know, beyond two and two-thirds innings? And so, you know, I mean, that's been the big difference is, you know, the, the amount of innings combined between those two that they gave you last year, and they're getting virtually no, um, you know, long relief slash spot starts this year from, from either of them or anybody. And t- that paired with, you know, inconsistency from sale and, you know, David Price not pitching, you know, into the seventh inning consistently, not even really pitching into the sixth inning consistently mm-hmm. over the last, you know, month or so. Uh, that's really killed them this year. And so when you go into the next offseason, you know, I, I wrote today that if, if Tommy, if, um, if Chris Dale needs Tommy John surgery, the, the rotation is going to be in shambles. But, you know, heading into next year, but you really They'll definitely have to need of, to re-sign Porcello if that's the case. I, yeah, also. you know that's an interesting point, and and maybe they offer him the qualifying offer, mm-hmm. um, you know, or maybe they say, okay, two years at you know twenty million or something like that, yeah, or twenty five million, um, you know, because he's he's had kind of an atrocious year this year, but he's been somebody that's been able to make adjustments, and he's always every, healthy no matter what. Also, yeah, and that's the important thing. I mean, when you're looking at a when you're looking at a rotation next year that that has some injury question marks, mm-hmm. you need a guy that can pitch, you know, 200, near 200 innings. And, and Priscilla's always been that guy. And as people like to say, he's an every other year pitcher. And so I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, went the route of, of Priscilla again. I wouldn't go pay somebody like Garrett Cole a ton of money uh, because, you know, what if his velocity comes down in the first year? And then you're looking at three aces that you have on the team that aren't, aren't pitching like aces. Yeah. You know, in price sailing and Garrett Cole. So, I mean, I'd be very leery to just go out and spend a lot of money to bring somebody in. I think that, you know, one way that they could potentially do it is by trading Mookie Betts for a young pitcher. Um, you know, they have to explore all options going into this offseason. I think they definitely have to explore trading Jackie Bradley um, in anybody that's a free agent at the end of, of next year. And I think, you know, that's that's definitely possible. We looked at, you know, the Red Sox kind of the strength a year ago or in December when they re-signed Evaldi for four years. Wow, you have four of these five guys locked up. You have Erod for a while. You have now, and when they when they signed, re-signed Evaldi and extended Sale, you have Sale for a bunch of years, Price opts in, you have him for four more years. You have Evaldi for four years, Erod's under control, and Porcello's the guy, oh, we can't let him get away. Uh, now looking important that they might need to re-sign him, especially if there's question marks over the health, not just of Sale, but 
of Price, who dealt with that wrist cyst and is, is on his way back now, and Evaldi, who, who missed the first half of the season. Guys are terrible at taking care of their health. We're not going to say that that applies to the Red Sox rotation, even though three-fifths of them have been hurt this year. Whether it's a knee injury, a bad back, or something worse, like elbow inflammation, Chris Smith, maybe, guys are usually more comfortable mm-hmm. rubbing some dirt on it than seeing a doctor. The same is true for erectile dysfunction. Studies show 70% of guys who experience ED don't get treated for it. Thankfully, Roman created an easy way to chat with a doctor online. With Roman, you can get medical care for ED, if appropriate, from the comfort and privacy of your own home. You can handle everything online in a convenient, discreet manner. Getting started is simple. Just go to roman.com slash socks, that's S-O-X, and complete an online visit. If your doctor decides the treatment would be appropriate, they can prescribe genuine medication that can be delivered in discreet packaging right to your door with free two-day shipping. Guys, go talk to your doctor. ED can be tough to tackle, but it's really important to get it checked out. With Roman, it's easy to connect with a doctor in a discreet, quick manner. Just go to getroman.com slash socks to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's getroman.com slash socks, S-O-X, and it's free. Getroman.com slash S-O-X. So there you go. I don't know. If, I don't think Roman does anything for elbows or wrist cysts or loose bodies in your elbow, so I don't know if the Red Sox rotation would probably um, not get too much help there. But it has been now. You know, three three injuries, three two major ones, and, and a third now to to, to David Price, uh, and an interesting for Alex a question for Alex Cora that um, I'm going to tell you now, which means that you can't steal it in the next two days when you cover the games against the Phillies. I'm going to save it for San Diego and be able to write it. Um, they talk so often about we have to take care of these guys, and they're so careful, and they're so careful. How pers- how much does does Alex Cora, how much does Dave Dombrowski take it personally that? You know, these guys just weren't healthy. You know, of all these loose bodies in his elbow turned into basically a three-month absence from the rotation, a four-month absence because they, they had him as a reliever for a month, um, which was starting to work until they had to flip that because of everything else going on in the rotation. David Price, he was pitching, but he wasn't healthy as the wrist was tightening up. And he went on the injured list. He's going to throw a bullpen Tuesday, could be back maybe within the week, but still a two- or three-week chunk missed there. And now Chris Sale uh, being shut down on August 17th, basically for the rest of the season. That's three fifths of your rotation missing significant time. You know, the question to them would be, do you take this personally? And, and what adjustments are you going to make to the plan moving forward? We saw them baby them in spring training. And the interesting thing, and, and, you know, some reporters were talking about this in the clubhouse the other day, they really wanted to protect four guys who pitched deep into October, Evaldi, Sale, uh, Price, and Porcello. They let Erod have a normal spring training and he's been fine. Uh, and the other four guys, three of them have had significant injuries. So it kind of speaks to what you were talking about earlier. But um, and, and this, one of them hasn't. In, in the other one, Rick Porcillo, right? Had, had know, his, as his of velocity's last week, been down. The highest ERA in baseball as well. Yeah. So what was your, so yeah? Give me your question that I just interrupted you on. <laughs> so I mean, is that an indictment on on the spring training plan? Is it just you know an occupational hazard of these guys pitched almost until Halloween? Um, that that kind of thing. I mean, yeah. what your takeaway from looking at this, not just in terms of Chris Sale, but as a whole? Yeah, I think it's an indictment on on the spring training plan, and and they got together, and you know, before I think it was November or December, you know, Brad Pearson, um, you know, Alex Cora, Daniel Vanji, uh, you know, probably Dombrowski was in on it. You know, they 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 mapped out that plan for spring training and. You know, I just 
it doesn't it doesn't always work that way that you know you can you know baby them during spring training and then you know expect them to get stronger during the year because you know usually you get weaker during the year you know and how do you how are you building up strength during the year you know so i think that spring training is such an important time to build strength and, and to you know get those innings so you're ready uh, for the season and you know as the season gone on as seasons go on, you know, the wear and tear gets to you. you, you become, you know, you know, you deteriorate, your body deteriorates as seasons goes on. It doesn't strengthen because, you know, you, you pitch less in spring training. So I yep. think that the whole idea was, you know, flawed. And, you know, I think they all deserve blame for that. I think they need to be held accountable, you know, with, with Chris Cotillo's tough questions in San Diego about that. <laughs> yeah. And so beautiful you know, weather, everyone's relaxed and uh, the tough questions has. can come. So I think, yeah, I think that's legitimate. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely concerning going forward uh, because, you know, as you said, there's been three injuries and not only that, but Priscilla's velocities down and pitching the worst of his career. And, you know, it just hasn't looked good. Yeah, it, it definitely hasn't. Um, the rotation has struggled all year and now they're going to have to pick up the pieces. Like I said, with, with whatever combination of the guys they have left that could lead to rushing price back, having to stretch a out quicker than anticipated. And they're going to have to come, you know, soon to a, a point where um, they're going to have to decide basically, is it worth maybe rushing David price back or building a up too quickly? These guys that you've made big investments for or big investments in for years to come. Um, to get them back for what, what could really uh, be a long shot this season. We'll look at some of the odds from betonline.ag, which is our other sponsor, uh, 30, plus 3,300 uh, as of the other day to win the World Series. Let's see how Chris Sale, or plus 2,800 after a five-game winning streak. So the odds have actually gone up. I'm not sure if this is factored in um, with the Chris Sale news yet. But Chris Smith has completely written this team off right at this point i mean you, you said it in the open it's no chance in your mind of the playoffs yeah i mean i feel like there's there's been no chance for a while now i mean ever since that what was it an eight game losing streak or whatever yeah uh after after uh the trade deadline i just you know i mean they can they can show you they can win four or three what was it three straight against the yankees and look yep. so good and then they can lose eight straight you know so um yeah, I've just never been sold on this team throughout the year. I think they are a two-step or a one-step forward, two-step back team. That's been, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, look terrible against the Phillies after winning five games here. And I, you know, as I said, it's just too difficult to lap two teams. I think at this point, and come back from what is it, a five and a half game deficit between the six and a half, six and a half right now. Yeah. So it's like. You know, I mean, that's a lot of games. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of games for the amount of time that, that's left in the season, which isn't much left in the season. So I think that um, if, if I was the Red Sox, I, I put it out there last week. I would just, you know, play the young guy, see what you got. I mean, and, and we talk about young guys. I, I mean, you know, Sam Travis has looked a lot better. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Dr. So Chill. I, yep, Dr. Chill. I'd put him out there every day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'd bring up Bobby Dahlblock, who who's starting, you know, he's really hitting well at Pawtucket. See what you have there. Maybe bring up C.J. Chatham, um, you know, play some second base. I think that 
Marco Hernandez should be playing the majority of second base, not, you know, y- y- not Owens, <laughs> Chris yeah, Owens. Chris Owens. Who's like, you know, got, got DFA'd by the, or released by the, the, the Royals, Kansas yeah. City Royals. And then he know? found it, found the lawn and, tangle and thought, you know, and, and there, you know, you have to see what's going on with, with these, some of these younger guys like, like Hernandez. And, you know, I don't know if there's a future. If you know Holt's um, going to be a free agent at the end of the year, I don't know yep. if the plan is to resign him. But you know, I mean, there's a very cheap alternative right there, Marco Hernandez. So he yep. should be playing every day to see if he can be that cheap alternative. Um, you know, I know Mitch Moreland's been a great part of this team for a couple of years, but you know, maybe him not playing as much to see what you know Sam Travis and and Bobby Dahlbeck and some of these other guys can do. So I definitely play the young guys going forward. I, I look to next year. I, I look to see what you have this year so you can you can have a better year yet yeah, next year. And, you know, a guy like Sam Travis, can he play, you know, can he play, um, I, you know, so, you know, I look at him as a very cheap alternative mm-hmm. to, you know, Steve I mean, Pierce, obviously yes, Steve Pierce and, you know, and, and I think that he he has what it takes to be a guy that can be that you know that backup on the roster who can play some left field too, and mm-hmm. you know so so I, I would look at co- like you know the the cheap, cost effective ways the cost effective alternatives on the roster right now, see what they can do for the final so many months or for the, for the so many weeks, because you're going to have to rebuild the roster a little bit and spend some money this off season. So you have to see where you can save. Right. Chris Smith. I don't know. I, he's not a betting man because I believe that's against baseball writers rules, but is it? He, I don't know. Someone, someone mentioned that. I, I don't know. Uh, we'll have to look at that. You know, that like I, I tried to like, I was like going to make a bet when I was in Vegas on the Patriots game. And that's right. Like I, I, I thought about it for like three days and then I just didn't do it. So, well, if you yeah, do, I'm not a betting man. If you become one, betonline.ag is CLNS Media's preferred <laughs> online sportsbook. The odds for the Red Sox to win the American League, they are plus 2,000. That's the six best odds in the American League, shockingly behind the Astros, Yankees, Indians, Twins, and Rays. To win the World Series, they have the 10th best odds in baseball at plus 2,800. Also, the NFL preseason is underway. To celebrate another season kickoff, betonline.ag and CLNS Media are pairing up to give you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Head over to betonline.ag or use your mobile device to join today and use the promo code CLNS50, that's CLNS50, to receive your welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines this football season or baseball season. Get into all the action with betonline.ag, AG like Attorney General, your online sportsbook experts. A minimum deposit of $55 is required to qualify for the bonus. You will receive a 50% bonus on your qualifying first deposit only. That's betonline.ag. CLNS Media's preferred online sportsbook. So just to wrap up with Chris Smith, who's already written off the team completely. The Red Sox have no chance, according to him. It's a bad bet on betonline.ag. Um, However, you know, you, you, it's funny because with, with these, you know, as you said, baseball writers can't bet or whatever. But, I mean, what are they? They they must overestimate our ability of knowledge because, like, oh, yeah, we, Red Sox we know nothing. Be, Every Red Sox beat writer, I think, predicted them to win 100 games this year because they were like, well, even if they have some some regression, no one else is good. You know, <laughs> they're the only people that yep. are good. The only teams that are good are the Yankees, you know, Astros and Red Sox. And so they're definitely going to win 100 games. How many of us said that? So, you know, hey, you were included in that. what's that? You were kind of included in that. You thought they'd be better yeah. than us. 
Uh, oh, yeah. I thought they'd win 95, 100 games. Yeah. Well, they're six and a half back uh, as they the Phillies come into town. The Red Sox have, have three chances to add wins in the next three days. They have two and one-tenth, 2.1 games in the next three days with the Phillies, the continuation game. They head to the West Coast. Look, the Red Sox swept the Orioles. They did what they had to do. They came back from a 6 nothing deficit, 113-7. They swept them after a good series in Cleveland. They have teams that are beatable. You know, two against the Phillies, one against the, or point one against the Royals, three against the Padres, two against the Rockies. I mean, those are not the cream of the crop. The problem, the Rays are facing, I believe, the Mariners and the Orioles in the next seven days, and they've been rolling um, even when they looked like they were going to lose. So um, it's uh, it's going to be an uphill climb. But if the Red Sox and this is the most important series of the year, that's why I took it on the schedule and Chris Smith will be sitting at home (laughs) from September 20th through 23rd. The Red Sox will be in St. Petersburg, uh, Tropicana, beautiful Tropicana field, beautiful weather Um, for four against the Rays. Let's say they're within four games at that point in, in about a month. Then there is a chance the Red Sox have to, you know, outplay the Rays in the next three, four weeks before we get to that point, uh, just to have a chance. So, plenty more throughout the season. Chris Sale's done. We are not uh, on the Red Sox beat podcast. So, thanks for listening, Chris Smith. Uh, congrats on the fatherhood, and thanks for joining the show. All right, thanks for having me.